Welcome to The Coolest Kids. I am your host, Terrence Wiggins, and with me is your other host, Brock Wilbur. And today we're going to be talking about an album that I don't think a lot of people know about. Uh, I did not know only, about it. <laughs> I only picked it up at a, uh, like, it was... It was at a warp tour booth, and it was just like buy three CDs for ten dollars, and uh, I I picked this up. It was the year it came out. Um, it's a dares. The destruction of everything is the beginning of something new, and it's a post hardcore album that I've always really liked, and like nobody really knows about it. And I'm not like this. The album isn't like super hard or anything, so I'm not so, kind of surprised it didn't get bigger. Like I'm not sure what label this was on. Um, but, but I've always really liked this. It was album. on uh, Warcon Enterprises, so there's your answer. Huh. Oh, I've, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I assume it was a, an album, a, a, a label that they started to release this album. <laughs> right. Um, how'd you How'd you like it? I thought this was great. I was listening to it, and I was like, "This is all my favorite parts of like uh, Fall of Troy," and mm-hmm. for a concept album about Pompeii and. Fall of Troy also has a Pompeii angle on on their stuff. Uh, like, yeah, it's it's really good. It has these parts that are very very poppy, and then the hardcore parts just pop up out of nowhere. Like in the middle of a song, suddenly there's just a double bass drum and a scream, and then it's right back into this sort of fun, jazzy, cool, dancey sort of thing. And I'm like, <laughs> I it, it seems it's it's a weird blend of a lot of genres, but it sounds like. It, it sounds like everything I like. Yes. Yeah, that's what that's what I always liked about it. It was uh, because it didn't go too far into being like a straight up hardcore album, um, and like it is a concept album on uh, on Pompeii, but it's also like about a relationship. Like it kind of tracks like um, the whole thing. It's like it's a cyclical thing of like uh, I guess it's like sort of like the falling out of a relationship and then like towards the end of the album it like gets to the actual breakup and then like uh the last track is like i i guess it'd be like finding something new to do with your life um because the the 12th track is called the ghost of who we were and uh it's this very hard song and it's and it's very much um like the lyrics deal with people who you used to be and uh <laughs> And the eighth track, the Diamond Ring, is about an engage, a broken up engagement, uh, which was the only track that they they had a single for, um, and they made a video for it and everything. And then after that, like I just didn't hear from like anybody from this band. Well, yeah, yeah, it's the end of of this of this band, and I kind of figured that like maybe this was somebody's side project from something else we liked, or or maybe these guys went on to be in something else like every the, the guitars all sound from it it sounds overly familiar it's this sort of album that i feel like i've heard before because everything in it is just elements of everything that we're we're listening to right now mm-hmm. uh, apparently they reunited in 2015 to play two final shows in st louis at taste of chaos um yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking through and uh, trying to find like, like there's a there's a Wikipedia for for the, like the guys who are in the band, and uh, apparently Warcon uh, Enterprises was founded by Bob Chiaparty and Kevin Lyman, and Kevin Lyman's the guy who discovered who like heads up Warp Tour. Uh, yeah, Kevin Lyman is the founder of Warp Tour. For, uh, for more here. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um. It's, yeah, it's 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 weird. Uh, Warcon Enterprises. Uh, the bands were Adair, Bleed the Dream, Darren Gray, which if you don't remember was a uh, Japanese band. Uh, Duck Duck Goose is a screamo band. Uh, Guantanamo I've never heard of. I've heard of Helmet. My American Heart, uh, Night Kills Day, I have no idea who that is. Uh, Opiate for the Masses, The Smash Up, which I thought was a video game. Um, Street Drum Corps, uh, which is an American punk rock band. Oh, okay, not an actual drum corps made of people from the streets. Um, then they had two, co- they had, they had four compilation albums. They had the be- uh, the best of Taste of Chaos and the best of Case- Taste of Chaos Two. They had the Taste of Christmas. Then they did the Saw Three sound. They released the Saw Three soundtrack. And those are the albums that came out on Warcon Enterprises. What an interesting choice! Yeah, Here, here's a series of choices, and then we're done. Right. As it sits, though, this is such this is such a perfect like one one album band like the, yes. it feels like they did like every idea they had went into this one album and you get to hear everything that they brought to the table like there's no there's no sense that i need like a second album from this band right yeah um i would like i wish they they would have released something else but like looking back on it like no not i don't i don't need anything else from them like uh I'm just I'm looking through uh, through like their Wikipedia pages and like nothing, just nothing. Like one of the guys was in uh, one of the guys was in Story of the Year before he was in Adair. But that that's about it. Like I just yeah, I went I went digging for more material or something else to bring to the table on this one, and I. I wound up watching a number of live videos uh, that I think are all from the same concert because they're all from the same angle. And yeah. one of the guitarists' guitars is just so far out of tune. I was like, this is quite <laughs> quite bad to listen to. Uh, everyone else doing their job real well. Uh, but the, that one guitar, boy. Uh, <laughs> I'd, forgotten, I'd forgotten how one instrument slightly out of tune can really just sink the entire thing. <laughs> Um, let's see. Still looking at, still looking at their Wikipedia pages. Um, this is like the lead singer is now the creative director at Synergy Global Entertainment. That's definitely a real thing. Does, say that does not sound. Welcome to Entertainment Seven Twenty. Real. Synergy Global Entertainment. Let's see. Let's see what this does. Um, where, where this takes us. Where, where we're going with this. Let's find all of these guys' day job now. <laughs> I remember when uh, when uh, after the band Finch released "Say Hello to Sunshine," like they broke up, and uh, like looking up to see where this is after. This is before they got back together. But looking up to see what they did, like one of the guys, was like a, a real estate agent. Um, I guess, I guess they, they put, put together, together concerts, concerts, it looks like. Huh. Uh, uh, they, they have a bunch of brand partners, partners and they, they, let's see, they have events. They work on, they do a lot of, uh, let's say, we've made our mark. mark. 
producing and marketing massive tours, music festivals, events. They got Taste of Chaos, Safe and Sound Festival, Oddball Festival, uh, Ozfest meets Notfest. What? There's a there's a festival that combines festivals. I guess I don't know. Boy, I hope there are food trucks there. Ozfest meets Notfest. K N O T Fest. Uh, Is that a Slipknot based festival? I hope not. I heard what you did, uh, Terrence. Everyone heard what you just did. <laughs> Notfest. Uh, let's see. Notfest is a. Yep. Notfest is a music festival created by American metal band Slipknot. I hope not is our new is our new Slipknot side <laughs> podcast. I didn't even mean to make that pun and didn't realize what you said until you just said that. Um, it leaves a stone sour taste in my mouth. <laughs> ah. <laughs> this episode just became for no one. <laughs> it came from anyone who saw MTV in 2002. Um... Why, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they just play on? <laughs> why wouldn't they just play on us? Like, why is it Ozfest meets Notfest? Like, why is it called Notfest? That's a bad name. Uh, I, I do enjoy that this actively offends you. Like, it, there, there were there were better portmanteaus than this. <laughs> I love puns, and like for this to just like completely fall apart. I guess. All right. So two, the 2007. Oh, the Notfest is only in uh, is only in Mexico now. I'm guessing. Sorry, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a Mexican only Slipknot festival. <laughs> they had it in California for 2012, 2014, 2015. Uh, oh, and then in 2016 it became Ozfest meets California. And then they didn't have it this year in America, I'm guessing. Cool. <laughs> um, we export some pretty good stuff to Mexico. All right. I need to read you this Ozfest meets Notfest uh, uh, listing for 2017. This is on the Wikipedia page. Okay. It's uh, Mexico, Saturday. That's uh, coming up Saturday, the 20th of October. It's the bands that are playing on Notfest Meets Oddfest. Uh, a Perfect Circle, Corn, Anthrax, Stone Sour, Bullet for My Valentine, Hate Breed, wait for it, Taking Back Sunday, Cannibal Corpse, Children of Bodom, Il Nino, Attila, Suicide Silence, Periphery, Maximum the Hormone, Tech Nine, Cerberus, and Deadly Apples. One of those bands doesn't belong on there, and another one of those bands did the uh, did the theme song for the second season of Death Note, <laughs> or the first. I think it was the first season of Death Note. I feel like uh, I feel like Tech Nine is going to be okay out there. I'm worried about those Taken Back Sunday boys. Right. Uh, especially, I, I love that they're listed right before Cannibal Corpse. It's like if we're going to do this list, as people are reading it, <laughs> they're going to pause. But we need to immediately regain our our metal roots here. They're they're sandwiched between Hate Breed and Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> just just make them look as out of place as possible. Right. 
I guess they just need somebody to to calm everybody down during lunch. And I was like, ah, let's. Uh, everyone's gonna be full of whatever they sell at Ozfest meets Notfest. Let's just put Taking Back Sunday on. They'll be full of whatever they sell at Ozfest. My God. <laughs> Is your company looking for a new avenue to make lasting and meaningful connections with your audience? I'm not sure what this company does. That 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 sounds like dating site terminology. Yeah. It says we are SSGE Synergy Global Entertainment has made its mark in producing and marketing large scale live music festivals, tours, and events while integrating brand advertising, brand advertising, and multi-touch point marketing needs. This sounds like the farmers only of brand work. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess they put on shows, but they also do marketing for other shows. I guess. Uh, Oh, here we go. What we do. Event management and logistics. (laughs) Probably should have gotten to this earlier in your website. Maybe explain what you are. it's It's under our capabilities, not what we do uh and i had to click on that uh event management and logistics talent booking buying and booking staging so yeah they put on all the stuff website and creative design so they also make websites like it's just a whole big thing like our they business do everything. is the business of business you see that's that's what it sounds like you know like. what we do here work right we all like, work do you do you need a job? Come work for with us at Synergy Synergy Global Synergy Global Entertainment. Synergy Where, Global Entertainment sounds like a better band name than the band name they went with. <laughs> uh, yeah, trying to find this band um, isn't easy to do anymore. Like because they're like I just typed a dare a dare into uh, into. Uh, Google, and the first thing that comes up for me is Adair Homes, Pacific Northwest Affordable Custom Homes. Yeah, they are not easy to track down, even on the YouTube. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is... They've just... This, this album has disappeared, and when you were like, I don't think people have heard of this, it's like, I can... I see why now, because it is impossible <laughs> to find. You right. have to know what you are looking for and be willing to go up two pages deep in Google to find it. Right. Um, which is a shame because it's a it's a it's a really solid album. Yes, that's all. That's always what I thought. Like it's it just holds up very well. It doesn't like this came out around the time of like I guess like Story of the Year and uh, Silverstein and uh, it, and it reminds and like me of Silverstein a lot. It does feel like that. Uh, it feels like a lot of these songs were written to be a little poppier or something, and then somebody just. Uh, threw in the extra drum beats or like a scream where there wasn't one before and that's how mm-hmm. it becomes a little post hardcore. Right. It's it sounds a little more put together than uh Silverstein yes. is. Like Silverstein always felt kind of barely hanging on to his screams in a way. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hear that. Um and I've seen Silverstein uh, I saw Silverstein so many times just because they played on like every tour that I went to. It was just like, hey I know you're going to like a dodo show but silverstein's gonna be there um not playing just like hanging (laughs) just just hanging out 
Um, if you want to stand by the sound booth, that's where they'll be standing as well. They were, it was like uh, like Silverstein and Bayside. Like I saw Bayside like two or three times, but like Silverstein just like they they were usually touring with Bayside, but also like Silverstein just toured. There was like, they had like four tours a year, and they're all different names, and they're all different bands, and it was just Silverstein. It's just like. Guys, can you take a break? I wonder what Silverstein is up to now. Right. There's not much to talk about this album. I think it's a it's a good album, uh, and I th- definitely think you should check it out. I'll definitely put the link uh, of this album onto the Twitter. Yeah, when we get to it. But uh, it's a it's a good album. It, like it's it's very solid. Uh, it, it is is also one of the first albums we've listened to uh, since starting this podcast. That I'm like, there isn't an embarrassing song on here. Right. Um, none even, none like, of these lyri- songs have aged poorly or have lyrics that make me go, well, that's that's not as woke as it could be. <laughs> right. Like the 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 way he talks about um, like relationships and stuff, like it doesn't it doesn't feel like he's yelling at the other person. He, it's definitely a lot of like blame on himself and like talking about the relationship in a way that not a lot of songs of this era did, uh, which I thought was neat and good. Um, you should definitely check it out. It's I have the I have the physical somewhere around here, the physical disc, because I bought it at Warped Tour. Um, I like maybe that's the best part of this is that you didn't even just buy that album. You had you had to buy that album with other albums. Yeah, it was like this. You, you uh, can't you can't just be sold a copy of this album. <laughs> it has to be. It was, you, you have to be it was seriously. It was like I think if you it was. I don't remember what, but it was just like, it was, I remember it was like three, it was like buy three, three CDs for $10. I got this. I think it was a band called So They Say, and then something else. I don't remember what it was. Um, might have been this band called The Modern Day Saint. But, um, I don't know. The Modern Day Saint was also an album I might have to get you to listen to if I can, if that is available anywhere. If I, uh, cause I haven't listened to that in forever. Um, no, that is not even on, that's not even on Spotify. Um, but, um, it was, the, the band kind of sounds like, um, Rise Against kind of a little bit, but not as a derivative as Rise Against all their songs are. <coughs> because every time somebody's like, Hey, do you like Rise Against? I'm just like, I mean, they have one song. So. Yeah. Do you, I, I do enjoy that song. When I'm in the mood for that song, I will listen to the the 40 minute version of it. <laughs> well, it reminds me of I've had this conversation about the band The Offspring, um, because I've been playing that Crazy Taxi mobile game. Crazy, it, and like it gets in your head. Yeah, and there's just like the two songs. There's two songs that were uh, <coughs> that were in the Crazy Taxi games, and uh, all through. Offspring's career, it was like they had two songs. There was either the one that sounded like uh, Too Fly for a White Guy, or there was the one that sounded like, uh, what was the other song? The Kids Aren't Alright or whatever? Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, they, they had, the, they had the, the fast, sad-sounding song, or they had the poppy song. You're right, they, they have the two speeds. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, anyway, I was looking up Silverstein. Apparently, they're still making music. I, I like that this episode is about us unlocking the great Silverstein con- conspiracy. What I, I want to find out that like uh, 
like Manor Astro Man or something, that there were actually multiple Silversteins touring at the same time. <laughs> well, uh, how is how's uh, it possible that everyone saw Silverstein? Well, there were a lot. <laughs> there were several Silversteins. Did you? Uh, there was this video that Cracked put up uh, last week. I think it was on Sunday, actually, about. Um, you know the band The Zombies, the time of the oh, season? yeah, my friend wrote that. Yeah, it's a crazy uh, thing. Yeah, I like, and The Zombies is my favorite band of that uh, sort of British uh, 60s rock. Oh, cool. Um, uh, so when I heard that, I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> that's uh, that's ridiculous. And I, w- I would definitely believe with how much, how much touring that Silverstein did, that there was a zombie situation. There was just the, the Silverstein was the brand, and they just sent out very similar looking guys. Because I mean, it wasn't hard finding guys who looked like they played in post-hardcore bands in 2003. It, it yeah, it feels like maybe they just put a Silverstein shirt in Hot Topic before there was a band called Silverstein, and they're like, "It's selling well. We got to have a Silverstein to go with it, guys." <laughs> they they, uh, they 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 like generated an album. They just like put a bunch of albums into a uh, into a machine, and it made an album, and that was Silverstein, and then. They, they sold the shirts, and they're like, "I guess we need a, we need a real band for this." I apologize to our one Silverstein fan listener that this <laughs> just became an episode shitting on Silverstein because there's not much else to say about this album. Like, uh, it, yeah, what, it, I think more likely uh, the idea of having multiple Silversteins always on tour and always opening for somebody else was that we have a genre of music here uh, where uh, men have uh, a lot of feelings. And they want an opening act that is in no way going to upstage them. That's, <laughs> that's why you need a Silverstein. I just need somebody to go out, do forty minutes of sound, look look attractive, not as attractive as us, which the bar is low. Uh, just sort of you're you're beige, you're emo beige, and I but you're you're filling a space, and then you go. <laughs> uh, I th- I'm looking, and now I now I think I see. Was this a lot? No, I was going to say, I, I actually do see the last Silverstein show that I went to uh, on this uh, Wikipedia page. And it was, uh, it was uh, a tour in 2008. That was Chiodos, Escape the Fate, Alisana, and A Skylit Drive. Now, one of those bands, the lead singer went to jail for something. I don't remember what it was for. Uh, the lead singer of Escape the Fate went to jail, and I remember this being in AP Magazine, uh, Alternative Press, not like the actual legitimate one, the <laughs> shitty one about uh, about kids with black hair. Um, uh, the lead singer went to went to jail, and they got the lead singer of Bless the Fall, who is apparently just a real big like asshole, like you're not a nice person, um, to front. The band Escape the Fate, and the lead, the former lead singer Ronnie Radke said he was going to get out of jail and beat him up. What a good situation involving nothing but good men uh, doing good things. This is. It sounds like everyone got exactly who they deserved and what they deserved in that situation. Uh, oh yeah, uh, definitely. He was charged with battery in two thousand six and sentenced in two thousand eight for a lack of effective probation. Is that a charge? Uh, I guess. <laughs> that seems like that the burden of, of effective probation is not upon the probated. 
lack lack of effective. Pr- I don't understand like what that doesn't even make sense. It's a great um, album title for a band I do not like. <laughs> <laughs> lack of lack of effective probation sounds like uh like a lost Green Day album. I was gonna go with uh, with one of those uh, '80s hair metal bands. <laughs> mm, also, that yes. We we we're so dangerous with our guitars. Look <laughs> at us. We busted out of jail. We didn't bust out. We were on probation, but it was but not effective. You know, it was, but it was like a, motherfuckers. <laughs> I was gonna say it was like Striper or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because like it wasn't it wasn't like we're it's not like we're writing this from jail. It's just like. We were, we're on, uh, we're on probation for loitering around the church for too long. <laughs> they told us to go, and and we didn't. Man, stuck it to, we stuck it to God. That's what we did, and they couldn't take what what the rock was cooking. That's what we were doing. Their their probation is not is the not, having not the come up with to. any sort of good tagline. <laughs> Uh, what were we even talking about? How did we get here? <laughs> um, we got here because we ran out. This is the episode where we this is, we, this uh, we is ran out. No, ran neither out. of us have any emotional tie to this album. Did you even yeah. see them play live ever? No, like so. like I said, like I bought the album and I loved it, and then just nothing. There is so little like, online that if I had not seen the 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 live video that I found on YouTube, I would believe that this band like made this in a studio and then never toured like this. Yeah. This is the album of a band that doesn't exist. Right. That's why, I, that's why I wanted to do this show just to make sure somebody else knew that this existed and I wasn't going crazy. <laughs> like, Oh no, this band totally exists. You've heard this band before. No, there's a, that I'd like hand them the album and it's just like a blank disc. And I like, I listened to the album. There wasn't anything on it. And I was like, what are you talking about? I heard it before. The, the, the real tragedy of this is that this is one of the best albums we've listened to. I think. And mm-hmm. I will completely forget it after we record this episode. Oh, yeah. I, also, because every... it's impossible to find, I don't know how I would right. find it again. Right. You just you'll just message me like months from now. Hey, what was that album we listened to? I was like, I don't know. What was that thing that was? Oh, it's Fall of Troy. Uh, <laughs> I'll just I'll just this is just a Fall of Troy album to me now. It's it's like an early EP of theirs, or like they they recorded it under a fake fake pseudonym name. It'll be fine. <laughs> Um, this is the Richard Bachman of Fall of Troy. <laughs> Sorry, I should have gone Chris Gaines. I should have gone Chris Gaines on this one. I, under- I understood the reference. Uh, yeah, you I, should, nobody should ever go Chris Gaines. <laughs> I remember he played Saturday Night Live as Chris Gaines. We, we, we as a country can never heal from that. That was, that was a thing to watch. Like, Why would you do Why? Why? Why was that? I remember. I remember this, the SNL the week before when they announced it during the break that guest toast was Garth Brooks and musical guest was Chris Gaines, and I think my dad thought that was the funniest joke he ever did. <laughs> is it gonna? Is it just gonna destroy our subscriptions and listenership if we just wind up doing the Chris Gaines album? You know what? That's what we should do at Christmas. <laughs> I. I... I never. I don't even remember what he sounds like, and I heard those songs he did on Saturday Night Live, and I couldn't even tell you. Like I, I can picture in my head him playing on stage, but like there's just like no noise coming from that memory. He's he, he's in all black, and that memory has no noise. Oh my god! 
we collectively can all remember it happening, but there's not a there's not a note <laughs> that this is okay. But between the great Silverstein com- conspiracy of the aughts and the the Chris Gaines silence, the, we've 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 dug so deep today to avoid having to talk about this album. Uh, because it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. There, we, just, people listening, this is just our slow descent into madness. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought that the emo stuff was going to work, and some episodes made me real sad, and now it's yeah, we're 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 just the coast to coast AM of <laughs> of emo music. Uh, uh, this is uh, the Alex Jones, <laughs> Alex Jones of <laughs> emo's turning the kids queer. <laughs> E- e- emo wars instead of info wars that's that's <laughs> that's what we've become uh, and we don't sell supplements new... because like let's all embrace death uh, well our supplements would be like booze <laughs> i got this great supplement push it's uh, it's called terrence whiskey it's uh, just whiskey and i wrote the word, the word terrence on it on a piece of tape i saw it to you for less than i bought it for uh all right, so I'm on this. I'm on the Wikipedia page of this of this man, uh, Ronnie Radke, the one who went to jail that we were talking about. Oh, okay. Um, and it says, uh, God, he's been to jail a lot. Uh, let's see, he was in a fight where a man got shot, but he wasn't the one who shot him. Um, he was fighting the man, but he didn't shoot him. So he was on five years probation. So that's why he went to jail in... He failed to... Okay, lack of effective probation means he failed to report to his probation officer. And so he went to jail for four years. Uh, but he only served two and a half years. Um, let's see. This is, like, it's... Uh, he since been released from prison... In 2010, he's been arrested twice. One for alleged uh, domestic violence, which, okay, sure. Um, uh, He was released on $30,000 bail. Okay. Um, After the publication of his arrest, Ronnie published through his profile on microblog that not everything can be considered truthful and asked for his fans to not believe everything that appears online. You... You were jailed a lot. Uh, <clears throat> said during a during a concert, uh, was arrested and charged with simple and aggravated assault following a show at a Six Flags Grand, Great Adventure in Jackson Township, New Jersey. Uh, the greatest adventure of, the, of all is jail. <laughs> so towards the end of the band's performance, Radke threw three microphone stands into the crowd. Two fans were hit and sustained head injuries. One victim was a six-year-old girl who was taken to the hospital uh, of, for treatment for a cut to the head. Uh, the other was a 24-year-old man who was treated on the scene. Does that band even have three mic stands? It's like, I, I imagine him running off stage to grab more mic stands to yeah, throw like, at his crowd. I was like, I know there was like two guys that uh, sung in the band. Um, and it says, in the aftermath... In the aftermath of the incident, Six Flags Great Adventure banned any future hard rock or heavy metal bands from perform- performing in their entire theme park. Uh, uh, what a what a what a weird day for you as a as a as a fan to have a microphone stand thrown at your head by it. Like 
imagine that that you're that person that was like, you know what? I'm not gonna believe that this guy uh, right. was in a a gunshot, not murder. Uh, yeah, I'm, let's ignore what the internet has to say, and then you still go to support him, and you wind up getting hit in the head with a microphone stand. Like, well, you know, people show you who they are, <laughs> right? Um, like. This, this, this is, is like, like six years, years after like his sort of relevance happened, because that uh, that Escape the Fate album came out in 2006. You you told me and where they were this, performing. I could infer that information. And then, and then yeah, you go you go for for a fun day. You're like, oh hey, I like. And he's on another band called Falling in Reverse. So you're like, hey, I like that band. So you go to see the band. And you're just like, hey, there's I can also go to the theme park and have fun. Then you end up getting hit in the face with a. <laughs> with one of three microphone stands. I, I imagine that one of those three people was still like, look, I'm not going to not go ride the rides now. Just like an open head wound on a roller coaster, blood shooting off of it. Yeah. Like the music scene of like when I started to get out of it is so weird because it was around like 2006 2008 when I when I like sort of uh, uh, walked away from this oh my god <laughs> something terrible just happened yes uh, it says as a solo musician he released a rap mixtape no 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 <laughs> in which he collaborated with artists such as the uh, such as Deuce B-Lay Tyler Carter of Issues, Siri, 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 the Kid, Jacoby Shaddix of Papa Roach, Danny Warsnop of Ale- Asking Alexandra, and We Are Harlot, and Craig Mabbitt of Escape the Fate. Now, if you remember, I didn't think I don't think I said his name, but Craig Mabbitt was the guy he threatened to fight when he got out of jail. So then you make a a, a beef track on a mixtape together. Uh, I guess. Terrence, I worry I don't understand rap. <laughs> I don't understand any of. I like. I don't know how you go from being in like this sort of uh this like metalcore band to <laughs> you're like no, I'm gonna be a rapper now. This is like when Didi Ramone released that album. I I get why it happens because at some point no one else will perform with you, and that's when you have to just lay down some beats and talk over. Them. I kind of want to hear what this album sounds like, but also not at all. Maybe we don't give this guy any more of our time. <laughs> uh, yeah. This, uh, yeah. Anyway, 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 we got to stop talking about this man. Um, you let's go. Adair's everything is uh, beginning of nothing the destruction of everything is the beginning of something new look okay that that's also a uh, part of this I'll, album because every song is a long title with an extra parentheses title at the end yeah it's a yeah the even the title like i couldn't i had to look this up before i sent it to you um because the title is so unwieldy it's just like the beginning of nothing is something yes and 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 so, so I, I never remember it. So it's also hard to just be like, hey, you should listen to this album. What's it called? Uh, it's by this band called Adair. Then they look it up. We can't find the band. They're like, what's the album title? Cyclical nonsense. <laughs> when you, 
at night when the storm comes, you can't make sure to bring the chairs in. <laughs> Parentheses, we take the chairs back out. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, there's nothing left to talk about in this episode. We should just go. We we did we did nearly three times the amount of time that I thought we were going to give this one. Right, yeah. I thought this was like, going to be our seven minute episode. I look, I looked at it. I, we were like at like fifteen minutes, and we're done talking about talking about the elements. Like, oh god, what is happening? We don't have much to talk about. Our friendship so. is excellent filler. We we had some real good bits in this episode, and I am still genuinely proud of it. Um. So Brock, what have what have you been doing lately? Tell me, like, what, do you have any do you have any projects in the pipeline that you want to talk about? I I don't uh, because you you convinced me to buy Flint Hook. Oh, Flint Hook is very good. Yeah, so that's been my day. Uh, Flint Hook is real good. Uh, Steam World Dig too just came out, and uh, if you didn't play the first Steam World Dig, that is also a good game. I, I just played the first one like last week, and I was like, I wish there were more games like this. And then the sequel came out, and I was like, Okay, well, I love I love when that timing happens. Yeah, I bought it on uh, originally released on 3ds, and I bought it, and I beat it, and then I think I also owned it on PS4 and PC. Either way, it's a it's a real good game, and then the second one improves on a lot of stuff, even though the first one is like already like super solid and everything um this time you play as a lady robot i'm behind yes, that play, yeah uh she was uh she was the one who found you in the first one and now you're trying to find uh rusty the main character of the first one. Oh, okay it's her yeah it's a real neat game um and they added like a grappling hook so flint hook good so <laughs> more games need grappling hooks um yeah uh you can find brock on Twitter at Brock Wilbur. You can find me on Twitter at the Black Nerd. You can find our podcast on Twitter at Coolest Kids Pod. Um, we don't have a website or anything, but if you want to share and review the show on iTunes, that would be appreciated. That helps a lot with like visibility and all that good stuff. And if you have an album that you want us to talk about, tell us about it. Like, don't don't send us this album again, though. I think we really we dug too deep on this one. Hey guys, have you heard this album? <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> it's when uh, the volcano and it's Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> Parentheses volcano versus Joe. <laughs> Tom Tom Hanks versus Tom Cruise above a volcano. Um, I feel like this has just become our, our Rick and Morty interdimensional cable episode. <laughs> it's just Im- improv and two, two brothers. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, as always, I'm going to do our sign-off as always. Okay. Um, we are the coolest kids, and we take what we can get. Thank you, everybody. Bye.